Hey, OCD family community. It's me, Nicole Morris, your host, coming at you with a special bonus holiday episode for this month because the holidays, y'all. Holidays. And it's the end of the year, so a lot of people are pushing to meet certain goals. And ah, the pressure is on, am I right? We have some folks wondering how they're going to scrape by, let alone do all the holiday things. And I have some amazing guests lined up throughout the month of December, including Mike Hetty, who will be on the podcast this upcoming Friday. But all in all, the material, though awesome, though valuable, though needed, is dense and it's meaty and it's a lot to wrap your mind around. So I thought, what can I do? I want to shake it up, infuse a little bit of fun into our whole OCD flow here. So I invited my husband, Patrick, back and we created a holiday episode for you. So family, stay tuned. I'm Nicole Morris, licensed marriage and family therapist and mental health correspondent. And let me be the first to say, welcome to the family, the OCD family that is. I am here to create a community of support for family members, spouses, partners, parents, adult children, as there may be adult words, and chosen family of OCD sufferers and their community. I've had over 22 years of experience in the mental health field, but please note that this information does not qualify or substitute as a diagnostic evaluation, therapy, or treatment, and it is presented on an as-is basis. Please follow up with a qualified mental health provider in your area regarding concerns for yourself or loved ones. Thank you for joining us today. Now, let's get started. Well, hello, Patrick. Hello. Patrick made us some old fashions, and this is my first time actually having an old fashioned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to take an inaugural sip and see what I think. It's sweet. Mm hmm. It's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge whiskey drinker, but I do like this brandy that we found through my in-laws and Mm -hmm. I do I I do enjoy that from time to time so this is my first time with an old-fashioned but it's what we had in the house can you relate y'all I mean (laughs) for sure well thank you so much Patrick for coming back today Mm -hmm. Tis the season Tis the season you've rated well people like hearing from you on the podcast I wonder why (laughs) <laughs> it must be because I'm so handsome. Oh, you <laughs> sound handsome. No, you yeah. are handsome. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we are coming at you with a bonus holiday episode, and we're going to be doing some fun games, some ways to liven up ERP, liven up exposures, liven up, dress up that distress, <laughs> you know, that, okay. you, that the OCD sufferers feel, that the whole family feels. Because it can be tough this time of year, certainly. And we can think of things in the past, right, Patrick, where, you know, we've talked about Jack having OCD and how that impacts him around the holidays or big get-togethers when we're traveling, when we see family. What are some of the things that you remember Jack struggling with when we used to travel more during Christmas? Oh, goodness. I can think of like if we went to a Christmas concert or something, then the loud noises would be, which again is he does have some sensory sensitivities and auditory processing issues. But I can remember going to our niece and nephew had like a little preschool 
Christmas carol thing, and he just couldn't be in there. Yeah, thinking back, it's it's a little tough because, frankly, it's been we've been doing pretty well around the holidays the last couple of years. I think it's been a minute, yeah. But I do recall, for example, Jack. Like, okay, so we, he went to a preschool nearby, and I do remember during one of the what do you call it? The shows that the kids put on programs. Christmas programs. He had a severe hard time with that experience. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And I'm not sure if that was OCD or not, but I, it certainly was a thing. And then, and then that was, and he was really the only one struggling up there. It seemed anywhere near that level. Yeah. You know, and I think that just to add to that for the OCD piece i think similar to like a bee sting in and of itself isn't ocd his response then mm-hmm. to the fear associated with if this happens again yeah became more flavorful of ocd but yeah i think that was his sensory processing his mm-hmm. auditory sensitivity to you know he was fine singing he's not shy he's a little gregarious but he, I think it was not knowing or anticipating people would be clapping, it would be loud. I think he took it into excess of, I really fear this. And now anytime if we go somewhere and they're going to be singing songs, if they're going to be, you know, it used to be happy birthday for some holidays, but also like this time of year, mm-hmm. people are caroling and singing. Yeah, and it wasn't stage fright as much as it was uh, like, extreme sensory fright i guess like it was overwhelmed he was overwhelmed with the noises the clapping the largeness of it all i don't think it was about being on stage because he could be in front of people he's fine with that so it was really interesting other people may have interpreted it as on stage but I, i i don't think it was it was more like whoa there's lots of clapping it's loud it's scary but that was a long time ago yeah And right before COVID really exploded on the scene in early 2020, he did a Christmas program. He even had like a little line that he recited in the microphone and he did so great with it. Mm -hmm. And we were like so touched. And it's not that it wasn't still loud for him. Right. But again, I think where OCD got in there was, oh, this is going to hurt and it's going to be the worst and you're not going to be okay. And so even similar again to a bee sting, though there might be some pain or discomfort, discomfort's even probably the better word in that situation. He, I think, feared and was very distressed about the anticipation of the pain that may or may not come. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it was a little more OCD-like, but he's made some great progress with that. I know for me, for OCD around the holidays, and I think both of us have probably gotten into this rut, is we focus so much on everything being perfect or just right that it really drains the joy, Mm -hmm. even, even through some of the things that we're doing that are creative and are supposed to be fun and are supposed to be magic. Oh, yeah. We have made it into 
a misery for ourselves. And I, I certainly am guilty <laughs> of that. So the holiday seasons can be rough. There's more traveling. To There's see. more family. So There's more family. So Anywhere, anytime said. you have more relationships <laughs> augmented, you're going to have more problems. <laughs> and, you know, post-COVID or, you know, even ongoing, it's been a little different in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And mostly because either we had to isolate and it was fewer people, fewer relationships, like you said, or something of that sort. And so holiday times can be rough. So I just thought, you know what? I want to do something kind of fun, a little a little something something for the OCD fam here. Right. Uh, we just last month went through that amazing OCD-related disorder series. Woo! Woo! Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to have a little something fun. And I was thinking, you know, I could just release this later in the December schedule. But I, I think, you know, starting with this time where people pull out their elves on a shelf, they pull out their advent calendars, they get ready for the next holiday. And you realize how here in the States where we have Thanksgiving, it's so it's such a tight window before the next holiday. And so Absolutely. wanted to talk about that for sure. So I came up with some games that I thought would be games, games that would be fun for the fam here. You know, um, that, I like games. Yeah, I like to play games. So let's do it. OK. And these are games that are going to help people apply exposure homework help people deal with what pops up unexpectedly because certainly we could be working on certain things within a hierarchy with a therapist with loved ones and we anticipate those distressing thoughts around the content that we are exposing ourselves to but sometimes with holidays just like that unexpected gift that just keeps on giving ocd will pop in so i thought you know what we're gonna have some fun so the first thing I thought maybe we would do is play a little game I like to refer to as Would You Rather Holiday ERP Edition. Okay, bring it on. That's right. So obviously I wrote these. I don't know if that's obvious, <laughs> but I wrote these. So you are at an advantage. So I'm at an advantage. So I am going to challenge you with these. But take note, dear husband, because Mm -hmm. then I'm going to have you fill out some of these blank cards and then you can quiz me. Okay. And the reason why is because you'll get a sense as we go through, but you have that very relatable position of going, well, I'm not the therapist. So what does it look like when... I'm definitely not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So what does it look like when family members are trying to come up with some of this stuff? And I dare say, I think we'll have some fun. Okay. So would you rather, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Do it. Would you rather never receive a holiday gift again or give everyone in your family a sex toy for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Never get a gift again. That is a very saucy question. Or give everyone a sex toy. Just just put it out there. Okay. Couple of questions. <laughs> no, no questions. No right, questions. family? We don't question. We just we just lean <laughs> in. <laughs> sex toy. Sex toy it is. Okay. So we are having with your side of the family at least, we're having a little kind of white elephant 
type game. How far into the family are we talking about? Extended family? Oh, yeah. No, your mom, your dad. Well, that's my immediate family. Sure. Yeah. But my family? Nothing says... (laughs) Nothing says I love you from the the son-in-law. Like a dildo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wrapped with love. Yes. Yeah, I would do that. I still like receiving gifts, and I can handle the embarrassment, I think. Mm, great. Yeah. Okay. You think you'd be embarrassed? I think I would for some of them. <laughs> Good answer. Depending on the gift and depending on the person. That is very, that's a very interesting answer. Okay, next one. Mm-hmm. Would you rather put stickers on a new toy slightly off placement or... Complete a puzzle that has two pieces missing. Stickers on a toy. Stickers on a toy? Yep. Wow. I really don't like completing a puzzle with that. I don't like doing a puzzle if I know that the pieces are, are missing. Uh-huh. Why, why is that? Because I like it completed. Uh-huh. I like to see the whole picture at the end. Uh-huh. And it's distressing. That is if the point of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I'm <laughs> buying into the premise of the puzzle, <laughs> you see. I get it. So if you're investing that much time, mm-hmm. you want to know that there's a complete puzzle at the end. Yes. And if there's even the possibility, what if I had two boxes and I said you could do one of these two puzzles? One of them is missing two pieces. The other one's complete. Would you do either? Uh, how many pieces per <laughs> oh, box? Oh my gosh. Four? <laughs> I, I shut up. Oh, come on. Four. 5,000? Like, where, no, what are we talking let's about? let's say 500. 500, okay. 500. So you Typical virtually puzzle. have the whole puzzle, and you don't know which box has two pieces missing, but you know I one think, of them does. Would you take the risk? Would I think just, I might enjoy that risk because it would be like living on the edge you don't know if you have the right puzzle i might Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. yeah and if you ended at the end with two pieces missing uh i'd be i would be annoyed and frustrated yes Mm -hmm. you know it's interesting family because you can imagine and think about how you know in OCD people can get caught up into this. They can say, "Well, I don't want to go invest all my time in this relationship if it's just going to be missing and incomplete at the end." Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it would bother some people quite a bit. In particular, I mean, it bothered me a little bit in the beginning if I knew the puzzle didn't have the pieces, and then I'm putting it together knowing. It's why I don't like watching TV shows if I know they were canceled early. It's the same thing. It's like, I know I'm going to get to the end and be annoyed that it was canceled. They're all canceled eventually. No! Some of them finish out, like, their whole storyline. But then they're canceled. No, they just end. There's a difference. Oh, so with the network. So not only... No, no, no. Premature cancellation. Okay. Premature cancellation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Making me think of other premature things. But... Premature cancellation. I'm I'm just thinking for these poor sitcom people that are already like investing all their life and selves into this art. They get canceled by the network. And now people won't even watch what they did achieve because it's going to be canceled. 
Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, well, that's all in a day's work. Okay, moving on. So, so good to know, good to know. Okay, would you rather attend an ugly sweater party without an ugly sweater? So everyone's dressed in ugly sweaters, save you. Or RSVP to a holiday party and not show up. Oh, 100% the sweater. I would be like, suckers to everybody else. <laughs> would you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's worse than telling I someone. I might do that on purpose, actually. That's worse than, that's worse than well, good to know. But that, how explain to me, how is it worse than... Uh, well... Being telling somebody you're gonna go to a party and then not going is rude, right? But people do it all the time. Well, I'm not them, I don't like that. You've never done it, I don't know if I've never done it. He's done After it. all, I was a college student once, he's done it. He lived in LA, yes, people did it like they but, changed toilet paper, but sometimes I, I was never one on of those top. people that did it a lot, though, never. I did it maybe. Is this a, a continuum of, of like not too much to the people that are rude, or were you being rude when you weren't doing that? Uh, what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. Would you rather sing a song in front of everyone at your office holiday party, or be tagged in a video? From the holiday party where you tripped in the background. Mm, that's a harder one. Mm. I probably would go with the trip because it's just really? the, because it's just the lesser of the terrifying options. They're both bad. One you know, presumably I would not somebody want, might have like would, shoved I the would, mic in your face. I would not want to <laughs> sing in front of my entire office on a microphone. <laughs> I would not want to do it. I'm sorry. It, I'm not a, that bad of a singer, but I would he's not want to do he's it. He's a great singer. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Especially at the office. It's he's, like He's laughing cuz I'm trying to get him to sing a song on the microphone. <laughs> and he's like, "I would rather be tripped and tagged unknowingly." <laughs> <laughs> well, if you trip and you're tagged, sing. then then you can laugh at that. I, I don't have a hard time laughing at myself too much. You know what's so sweet about Patrick when he sings? His one eye just tears up. It's like an autonomic response. Yeah, and then he gets so really conscious like about I'll, I'll like it. I'll pour <laughs> tears while I'm singing sometimes. Just from like, one eye. Yes. It's like one tear duck. I don't know the I don't know what happens. But then know. people are like, he's so moved. If I'm ever an actor and they need me to cry, I'll just sing first just and then singing. say roll camera. <laughs> All right. But as long as you're not singing in front of the camera. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So if you were like, blah, in the background, and you didn't know when someone tagged, and they were like, yeah, Morris, you'd be like, that's that's all right. I mean, it's not good, but it's better than the alternative. It's better than singing at an office party. Yes. So I'm not a karaoke guy. So take, the, take that to heart, y'all. If you're planning karaoke at your next Christmas bash... That stresses the shit out of people. <laughs> I'm sure it does some. There's yes. a lot of pressure on people to participate in those, and not everybody likes to. You know, after they have a couple libations or everybody else is too woo 
and you can just soberly be happy on your own, who's going to care as much anyway? Yeah, that's rational, but it doesn't work. I'm trying to be rational, Mm y'all. That's true. That doesn't work. Okay, would you rather? Good thing I don't have to do ERP on that one. I mean. Force me to sing in front of everybody at work. Maybe not. Yeah. Would you rather eat chocolate mousse out of a diaper or eat guacamole out of a pillowcase? Guacamole out of a pillowcase. Like chunky, could be reminiscent of vomit. Both are not you vomit good. In your, in, you vomit in a pillowcase maybe because it's there. You poop. I've never done that. <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't been like, I need to vomit. <laughs> I don't vomit often. <laughs> I, mean, I need the vomit. It's let pretty me rare. Re- let me wrestle this off the pillow so then I can put it in there. <laughs> You do this? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was do trying you to vomit in pillowcases. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Where is this coming from? <laughs> I needed a container for it. I guess I could have like guacamole on the floor instead of a pillowcase. Would you rather eat guacamole off the floor or chocolate mousse out of a diaper? <laughs> uh we're talking about bodily fluids. Oh, yeah. Well, I would not eat... Okay, wait. Are you talking about, like, the bathroom floor or, like, the kitchen floor or carpet or well, what? Well, since I said pillowcase, I'm not specifying what All kind right. of floor. Well, I'm just, just gonna so say you floor, know. And we're not going to tier it based on different floors. It's on a floor. You don't know what it's going to be. It's either in a diaper or a floor. Just so, Go. just so you know, is it a? It's not a used diaper, right? Pat- that you have to explain Patrick, that. Patrick Morris, do I need to explain that? I'm not going I to. Mean, I mean, there's a big difference. One is a sterilized I, thing, and the other yes, one is totally I, soiled. What, <laughs> do, you think, <laughs> do you think I'm saying take a dirty <laughs> nappy diaper and? Put some chocolate mousse in it and then be like, eat it. Maybe. I don't know. Because guacamole wins every time. <laughs> even if you don't like avocado. Okay. What? The answer is the diaper if you're going to put it on the floor. Yes. The diaper. If I'm putting the guacamole on the floor? Correct. What if you eaten it out of a pillowcase? Yeah. <laughs> over, over the mousse in the diaper? Yes. Oh, so the floor took it to a new level. Well, or you know, literally look, look, a new look, level. Look, look, <laughs> look, if, okay, let me, let me be clear here. I would eat guacamole off the floor if we're talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> are you okay? If you're talking about like a cleanly. I'm like, are we having this conversation? You're like, I, let, gave you my reviewing? answer. Are you mentally reviewing, sir? I'm having fun with it. Okay. Okay, listen, listen. That, I think since, the listeners would like to hear since this. Since it's egocentric, I will allow it. Okay. Since it's not distressing, oh, I'll okay, allow it. Okay. okay? Good to know. <laughs> if it was on a cleanly mopped floor that was clean and dry and everything like tile, I would eat the guacamole. But if we're talking about guacamole like on a bathroom floor, like close to the toilet or something, never in your wildest dreams. And then what uh, about carpet? Uh, I mean, it's not like you have to like 
get all the chunks out of the carpet. I just eat the I top. I mean, <laughs> eat the top off of it. I guess. <laughs> what gets in the carpet is going to stay there. I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else has been in the carpet? Probably the same things that have been on the bathroom floor between uh, pets and children. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I picked bon- diaper, so... It's fine. Bon- I picked diaper. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. No, I picked no, diaper. No, it's... Well, still, you're eating it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> make me. Bon appetit, because you're still eating it. Okay. All right, all right. All right, all right. Would you rather watch a holiday movie where someone cheats on their partner or watch a holiday movie where a marriage breaks up? I don't like that. A holiday movie? What is What is this? Why is it a holiday uh, movie? <laughs> this is how we feel about OCD at the holidays. What? Who would want either of these things? I mean, okay. No thanks! It's uh, egodystonic with my idea of holiday. Probably... Uh, neither one is good, but probably cheating i don't know really because they're both a bad option i don't know why is it a holiday movie i don't understand (laughs) i just gave him the oh really with my like poker face and he was like looking at me well just for a little i believe strongly in marriage and i don't it i don't want (laughs) so i'd rather cheat than break up no i don't doesn't like breakups i don't like either one come on come on no i don't like either one i just uh, yeah i think Think marriage breaking up is like is like final think of the movie like love actually okay Mm -hmm. love actually emma thompson i think it her name is was with the guy that was Smitherin guy. Okay. What's that guy from Harry Potter? Smitherin. Smitherin? I don't. Or what's his? Or maybe Slytherin. Slytherin. What's the professor? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I know what you mean, but I don't know. Anyway, that guy. All my Harry Potter fans are like, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're gonna have to question this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's the kind of question I'll allow. But yeah, that that has. He cheated on her in Mm -hmm. that movie. Mm -hmm. In fact, Love Actually probably includes all of these things. A marriage breaking up, all these things. Probably. Yeah. But, okay, you'd rather watch a cheater cheater. I mean, I don't want to watch either one. Right. But you made me choose Sophie's Choice, so there you have it. Is that Sophie's Choice? Oh, I guess not. Wrong reference. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's not an easy choice. I appreciate you saying so because I think a lot of the intrusive thoughts and triggers that happen and and the thoughts and why people engage in compulsions is because why? Why? Why would I want either? Why would I be choosing there? Okay. Would you rather? I've got two more on mine. Okay. And then you're going to practice making at least two, and you can ask me. Okay. Okay. Would you rather decorate a Christmas tree with knife ornaments or... <laughs> He's looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I do in session. <laughs> People are like, that's what we're doing today? I'm like, yeah. Okay. Or create and decorate a holiday card themed Santa's 
slay and it's slay s-l-a-y not s-l-e-i-g-h it's like i'll cut you santa slay so santa what is this that one though what, so you would create, what would i be making you would be creating and like staging or whatever somehow a holiday card and you would decorate it and the theme would be santa's sleigh so you're going to send out this holiday card. Remember how we used to send out Christmas cards? So like a horror holiday card? Yeah, Santa's sleigh. Or, uh, okay. or knife ornaments on your Christmas tree. I'm going with the knife ornaments. Is it because it would help keep the dog from getting into it? And if she did, oh well, natural consequences? Yeah, maybe even the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. no. You know what? That was good. That's good for the people afraid of hurting their kids. No, it's good. It's good. No, I actually... I think a knife tree might be kind of cool. It's like a Game of Thrones tree or something. Knife tree yeah. might be cool. Yeah, a yeah. Game of Thrones tree. Yeah. 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 Okay, last one. Can we do swords? I mean, it's a knife. Okay. Technically a big right. one, right? I like it. Right? Okay. Yeah, sword tree. Maybe you don't even need the fur. Maybe mm -hmm. it's all swords. Just swords. Yeah. I like, it's I also like a home this. defense like mm -hmm. thing. Somebody breaks in and you're like... Whoa. Grab the tree and run <laughs> towards them. That'd be a lot of swords. I'm not going to miss. <laughs> For those of you afraid of hurting other people, <laughs> see, you too can embrace the uncertainty. Indeed. Okay. Last one from me. Would you rather frost phallic sugar cookies or create a holiday playlist about being naughty? He's smiling like, I could go for both. <laughs> <laughs> both, please. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh-huh. Neither one scares me. Okay. That wasn't the question. Yeah. I'm glad to know. Aren't we glad to know? I know <clears throat> I'm going to sleep tonight because Patrick's not scared of that. I'll go with the sexy music. The sexy music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Why so not? so these were all different things you could do to lean into a myriad of different OCD themes. So, Patrick, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you think about Jack, so you can think about your kiddo, and I want you to think of at least two would-you-rather cards so that, you know, I think this is going to be relatable. You can talk about what was hard or what was easy about it after kind of going through this. But think about Jack? Yeah, because he's your son. Like I'm giving him this question? Or I'm giving you the question? Yeah, like if you were giving him the question. So okay, okay. I'll give uh, you... I got one, I got one. You... Um, all right, ready? Yes. So this, you as a parent, if you were doing this with Jack... With Jack, I mm -hmm. might say... And me, I mean, the whole family could do it. Okay, I might say... To my son. To Jack, the family. To the family. Everybody, for Christmas, would you rather eat a small Christmas tree-shaped large pile of cheese or a small Christmas tree-shaped large pile of mashed potatoes? Ooh. Which one would you rather eat? And I had Jack in mind for that one. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking it sounded familiar. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good work. He understood the assignment, y'all. Yes. So, and the whole family could go around. Here's what I would 
do. I do mashed potatoes. That's a lot of cheese. And it is. A, it wouldn't sit well with me. So yeah. I am going to go with mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are not distressing for me. But if I chose something that I don't like that is aversive, like bacon, mm-hmm. and what's something else I don't like? Steak. Which one would I rather do? I would do either. Mm-hmm. I would do both, but I'd probably prefer the steak over the bacon because bacon's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I could do both. There you go. Yeah. Cool. What about for you? What if it was like granola and he hates granola? What's something else you don't like? I like most things. <laughs> yeah, I must say it's okay. Liver. <laughs> okay. I don't like liver. Cheese, though, that would be an assault on your body. So. I mean, it would hurt me. It would but hurt. I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love things that hurt me. <laughs> See, oh, I there's do. hope. I do love Even things that hurt me. Even if you're worried about hurting a loved one. <laughs> People love that kind of stuff sometimes. Okay, one more. That was good. That was good. I one think more ja- for me? I think Jack would choose mashed potatoes. That's yeah, just a I hunch. do too. We should ask too. him. All right, so another one with Jack in mind or with you in mind or what? If you want to pick my OCD in mind, you can. Okay. Because, hmm. yeah, actually, I like that because then we've got a little bit of like a spousal mm-hmm. example. We've got a family example. All right. Would you rather, for the holidays, cook bacon inside the house for three hours straight? That's a lot of bacon. Or... (laughs) Or a very fried piece of bacon. Or would you rather... And you have to cook the bacon. Mm -hmm. And eat some of it, but cook and eat some of it. May or may not be in a Christmas tree formation. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you have to watch... Your friend's very angry cat for three hours here at the house and let the cat roam around. And you know it's a very curious cat that likes to go everywhere. Hmm. Three hours. Three hours. It's kind of a random choice. Well, it's longer than a few seconds. Go big. Yes. What's longer than a few (laughs) seconds? Three hours. (laughs) Okay. I have to make sure it's truly distressing. Of Ooh, a question. Then, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna do one for you too. You I, did do one for me. Yeah, but you, you did seven of them or something. I know. I mean, of this variety that we're coming up with right now, of this flavor, uh, I think I'd rather do the bacon. Yeah, that's not surprising. Just because I don't want the angry cat to angrily shred things more than our dog already has. So. Yeah, I figured you'd pick bacon. Yeah, but I would do both. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? If you were to hold a caterpillar for three hours. Oh, gosh. Versus what? Versus giving a presentation where you don't know if people are offended or not or like your presentation or not. And you feel like your job is on the line, but you have zero feedback. That's a really, really good one. But I'm going to have to go with Caterpillar. You'd hold the Caterpillar for three as, hours as, as over distressed, that? As distressed as I was by the last time you made me do it. I didn't I, make you do anything. You... P. <laughs> <laughs> Be an example for your son. I encouraged that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I can't back out of that. 
But the point is, the point is, I yeah, I do not like the thousands of little legs poking me as it crawls around my arm. It makes me shiver just really? thinking. Really, you about know it. what? I often like to think about. You know, I want to do something fun. What would be fun? Oh, I know, a thousand little legs poking around my <laughs> arm. I just, I've been having a real lack of that lately. Oh, yeah, but I would do that over the, the other one. The other one would be significantly more distressing. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. A three-hour speech is a long speech, for one thing. Well, three hours of your angry cat cooking yes. bacon at the stove. <laughs> I don't cook anything like, for three hours at the stove. Like, can you keep anybody's attention for three hours? Like, that would be tough. Mm-hmm. So. I could. I mean, I think I have probably, hopefully, here I guess you have. <laughs> I guess you have. Yeah, that's true. But most people can't. <laughs> most people wouldn't do it. Okay. So that is the would you rather game, and I uh-huh. think that I think that's fun, right? Yes, like it that's is. a fun way to shake up ERP. You can get the whole family involved. Mm-hmm. You can even give the person. So say we're writing for Jack, then we can give Jack. Jack knows us. He can give us a version of the question, just the way we whipped around different versions for each other in that moment, and. Mm-hmm. It can be fun. There can be some motivation and buy-in because, oh, I get to ask mom and dad these things too or whatever. Brother, sister, you know, but it's a fun way to engage with it. Yep. And it gives you that imaginal script, that imaginal exposure. You're thinking about it. You're picturing it. Ooh, what would I like more? What would I like less? But I like the idea of, like, which one would I prefer? Because obviously, you know, going back to the movie one, for example, you want to prefer either so absolutely (laughs) but it's you know ocd gives about three shits about what we prefer right so anyway i'm gonna have some examples of what you can do for your would you rather holiday edition at ocdfamilypodcast.com i'm gonna have an adult version and a child-friendly version of it and then i'm also gonna have some blank cards if you guys want to print them out or you can just use some paper or whatever you have around the house you can think about it Mm -hmm. Uh, but this could be a fun game to engage for erp all right next 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 (laughs) okay that was a weird sound so elf on the shelf we're gonna talk about elf on the shelf i am not we haven't done elf on the shelf we never have yeah and i know it's popular i think last year or maybe the year before at school, Jack's class had, like, a elf that would move around the classroom. Mm. And he was like, some people have these elves in their homes. And I'm like, that's that's exciting for them. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay, Yay other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what I hear, like, even though, like, part of it sounds fun, it's, it's work intensive. It's one of those things that even in the beginning of the episode, we were talking about how we can put so much work into something that we don't enjoy it. I feel like it could become one of those things where, like, you have to put, oh, my gosh, we didn't move the elf, blah, 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 you know, things like that. But we've never done Elf on the Shelf. However, I can get behind the idea that this elf is doing something precarious, naughty, mischievous, Mm -hmm. and it's like, ooh, the elf has gotten into this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Elf on the Shelf, what I like to think about is, and I am going to be, throughout December, I'm going to be posting on my social media, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and I'm going to be posting some different ideas for Elf on the Shelf. So I have a lovely, wonderful 
OCD specialist group that I'm a part of. And boy, we're fun at parties. So I have some really fun ideas that I've been able to get collaboratively through my fellow colleagues, and I will be sharing those on social media. But when thinking of Elf on the Shelf themes, and I I imagine most people anyway are like looking at Pinterest or looking for different ideas. They kind of run dry sometimes in the creativity tank of what do we do with Elf today? But with ERP, and when you're finding OCD, having an Elf on the Shelf is an absolute awesome opportunity to engage in some of these ERP exposures and they're not supposed to touch you know the elf or whatever and so that exposure is there for the day and so when we're thinking about exposures that our kids or our our loved ones our parents our our spouses partners are working with we can although it's kind of weird if we're doing elf on the shelf for our partner but they're gonna see it right if we have a family, if we have yeah, a, that'd be weird. But if we have a family, we're doing it for the kids. You can incorporate the partners. Well, exposure. sure, sure. And so, Elf on the Shelf. So, if we were to do some Elf on the Shelf ideas for Jack, for you, for me, what would some of those look like? Let's think about some of those ideas. Okay. All right, I have one. Ready for Jack? An elf could be wearing devil horns. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Yes, for our scrupulous boy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very, very good. Okay. I think also the elf, yeah, the elf could be standing next to a bee. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The elf could be eating a cheese stick. Mm hmm. The elf could be wrapped in bacon. Mm hmm. Bacon wrapped elf. Mm hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind looking at the bacon. I mean... I know. Or for me, it could be something like the elf is put in a big jar filled with live flies or something. I hate flies. Just when you go get your jar of flies. Darn it, I was going to use that for something else. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. somebody putting that elf together would be very dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because it's not fly season. There's like no flies out there. You're breeding flies. You know who would do that. Yes. I bred the flies and I provided fertilization zones so that I could capture them in a cup just for this exposure. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you did. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. So we have the elf on the shelf exposure idea. So I am mm-hmm. going to, again, I'm going to be posting, you know, every couple days or so, some elf on the shelf exposure ideas. But... For the most part, what's going to be the most helpful for you is if you're able to customize it to the creative individual that is your loved one. So whatever they're struggling with, that's where we're going to want to target it. Okay. The next thing. So I spent a little time today making a bingo card. This is another game. Another game. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. And the bingo card was inspired by none other than Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. I'm going to broaden that umbrella and include Netflix and all the other streaming content providers that are trying to keep up and jump on the sappy Christmas love story bandwagon because it's, it's a hit for a reason. 
But especially when you think about things like ROCD. So last time you were here, Patrick, we talked about relationship OCD. Hallmark movies are a big point for comparison. You know, my life doesn't look like that. Whose life does look like that? And so I made a fun little ROCD bingo card for Christmas movies. And I'm going to have this available to download on my website as well. If you go to www.ocdfamilypodcast.com, you can download these bingo cards. And what I really like about these bingo cards is they're really targeting. One, he's like, hand it over in just a second, just a second. But what I really like about this game is it's working on something called non-engagement responses. So if you've been around Instagram, if you've been around and follow some social media influencers, you might have heard or been to a few trainings where you might have heard a little bit about non-engagement responses, then great. But I think for a lot of people, when we're talking about having compulsions, having physical compulsions, rituals, behaviors routines can be certainly hard to face and hard to challenge, but it's a lot more concrete and tangible. You know, I had a client say to me just the other day, if I don't touch the, you know, handle of the door, then okay, then I've resisted my compulsion. But when I'm having a mental compulsion about something, it's really hard because I can't disconnect from my brain and my brain just keeps going. And so for any of you out there who have loved ones that may be struggling with ROCD or, you know, for any of us that could get caught up in a mental ritual, we're going to talk a little bit about non-engagement responses in terms of compulsive reasoning. So relationship OCD will often trigger compulsive reasoning that make it really hard for you to feel like you can't compulse because you're you're like I can't how do I not review this in my mind it's just it's spiraling in my mind right so this can be a helpful tool as we talked about you know a while ago in the podcast there was the virtual OCD conference I went it was fantastic and I went to a presentation on non-engagement responses so I'm gonna credit Dr. Lisa Levine and if I'm saying that incorrectly I'm sorry Dr. (laughs) I'm sorry, Doc, but I'm going to credit her because she talked a lot about non-engagement responses. And so what was helpful was she talked about how there's different kinds of non-engagement responses. But one of the things that she kind of said that was really helpful was if you think about being bullied, you know, often if you engage with a bully, they're going to be agged on. They're going to want to fight back. They're going to get defensive. They're going to engage harder in a lot of circumstances. What happens when we don't engage with a bully? It doesn't really continue. They might go harder for a little bit to try and get a response and then it might just fizzle out. And so she talked about different types of non-engagement responses and I think often people are just looking for what can I say to myself? What can I say to my brain if if my brain wants to keep checking, keep reviewing, keep trying to figure this out? And so non-engagement responses can affirm anxiety is there, can affirm uncertainty is there. Dr. Levine talked about how it can affirm possibility of something happening, sure, or difficulty or combos of all of the above. 
but we don't have to engage. So I thought, you know what? This would be perfect for a little ROCD because a lot of things happen within your mental compulsions. It can manifest into physical compulsions like Googling and doing a checklist of like, you know, is this the right person for me? And looking over old love letters or whatever and seeing if you ever really loved the person. But also a lot of what goes on within ROCD can happen within mental compulsions. So this is a game for mental compulsions where we're going to challenge resisting them by telling ourselves, by repeating out loud, by saying these non-engagement responses, okay? So because so many people struggle with this, I have printed out a couple different bingo cards here. And here's one for you, babe couple different bingo cards here and I am going to you want a pen mm-hmm okay how about a pencil mm-hmm all right so on one side you're going to see some example scripts of non-engagement responses that you can say to your brain that you you don't even necessarily need to say them out loud on the other side it's going to be an opportunity or the other page for this depending how you print it out it's going to be the opportunity to write in your own response for christmas movie rocd challenge now obviously well maybe not obviously but i'm not going to turn on a hallmark movie this second so that we can do this but a fun idea i had patrick was that you have sat down and watched a Hallmark movie once or twice with me, at least in part. And so... To be very clear, I would say I have been in the room when the movies have been playing. Yes, okay. That's the way to put it. Okay, so (laughs) one time, I have to say, this is a They're fun to comment on. This is a real... Yeah, it's like Mystery Science Theater. For sure. But one really funny memory I have is we watched part of a really awful one. Yes. That was so garbage. And then I don't remember why, but my mom was babysitting. You and I were like at different places. You came back and my mom hung out for a while and she was watching that same Hallmark movie. And you were like, you felt obligated to not just like run away, but you're like, I am watching this movie again. Like, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. So what I thought is we could we could go back on what Patrick recalls from the little snippets that he's caught and we'll see if we can find them on our bingo card. We can practice doing non-engagement responses. I think this is great because if you have OCD, it's something you can tell yourself when your OCD is piping up and showing up in a lot of your thoughts. But for family members, even if you don't have OCD, this is not that dissimilar from the kind of statements we make to our loved ones when we don't want to reassure OCD, but we want to comfort our loved one. So we're talking about the process. We might affirm anxiety, uncertainty, possibility, or difficulty, but we're not giving assurances either. And so I think this is a good exercise. So Patrick, tell me, what do you recall about Hallmark movies that we've watched? Without looking at this? Without looking. Okay. And we'll see if we can find it. The main character is always from a big city. And mm. there's an angry boss who wants them to come back and work hard. I feel like that's on there. <laughs> <laughs> we, that, I mean, there's a mean co-worker. There's mean co-worker. Yeah. yeah. I'd say mean co-worker. Yeah, okay. So there's a mean co-worker. So cross it off. Well, first you have to do the mean co-worker response. So... So mean, turn it around. So the mean coworker, I want you to think about, and if you need an example, there is an example on one side. 
But I want you to think about if the intrusive thought is like, if the boss wants you to do this, if I don't do it, dot, 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 what could happen? We're going to try and write a non-engagement response for the mean coworker. I'm not going to respond to their text. Is that a response? Well, not responding is a response. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or am I getting this right? Not not quite, but that's okay. <laughs> Help so me. look at the look at the example. <laughs> so if you have a mean coworker and you're worried what if I made them mad or what if I'm going to lose my job? It could be something like I don't know if I'm going to lose oh, my job. Oh, I was job. thinking of the response prevention. Yes, this is response prevention. Right, but the but this example here is a response. It's like, I don't know if I offended them. I don't know if they're having a personal struggle and I offended them while they're down. I'm not going to know for sure. Yeah, so it's bringing in the uncertainty. Okay. I, and, it, and I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I see. And that I'm not last sh- sentence, I'm not going to know. And I'm not yeah. going to know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Now. Well, you- and that that was kind of what I was getting at with the phone call or the text. It's like my boss is texting me that mean coworker back in the big New York City place. <laughs> I almost put New York on too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even going to look at it because I don't know what it but is, and I'm not going to know. But would that be avoiding? I don't know. That would be avoiding. Okay. So if we're non-engaging, we if, if the boss texts us and we think our job's on the line, we might respond to the text. But we don't need to worry about whether this is going to be all bad or all good or they displeased. We're not going to know based on okay. the text. So that would be the non-engagement. I'm going to respond and I don't know if I'm going to... Make them happy or unhappy. And I then I can't know. No matter how much I think about it, I can't I can't, can't know. control their happiness, but I will return the call. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> it's a good effort. Okay. All right. So what so, else do you... Yes, you could cross that off. So right. what else do you remember? There's always a special assignment where they're sent to a small town. Yes. Okay. <laughs> From the big city. <laughs> Let's look for it. There's... Definitely stuff about that. <laughs> There's the undercover assignment. Yes, the undercover assignment is perfect uh, for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for the undercover assignment, the example that I have here is like, you know, compulsions are much like an undercover assignment. A lot of people are trying to keep their OCD hidden. They're feeling a lot of distress about the nature of their intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So the undercover assignment could be like compulsions and a non-engagement response if we're thinking and we're compulsing about how we were not supposed to be thinking about it and all the things we could just say something to the effect of something bad might happen because i didn't engage in my compulsions maybe anything is possible Mm -hmm. so that would be a non-engagement response so what would a non-engagement response be to i want you to go do this secret covert mission in the hallmark well, I guess Land of evil. <laughs> I guess it depends on I guess like uh it depends on what the compulsive thing around that is. So let's say if a person's afraid they'll fail at the assignment, the response might be, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to succeed in this. The last time I've been to a small town was about 7 decades ago, and you know, now I'm 80 years old and I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the small town. So I like where you're going with that. Can you condense it down maybe to a sentence or two? 
Uh, okay. Much like with people in life, when you give it lots of details and leeway, it will try to challenge or solve some of those details for you so that you will try again. All right. Um, I'm going to go on this assignment, even though I don't know if I'll succeed. Perfect. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, then I okay. come up with another one that I remember. Yeah. There's always the the dying Christmas tree farm that's going to go out of business this year. There's always like a dying business well, okay. that needs saving. What I would say is I think that could go to plans holiday event because usually a holiday event is the fundraiser to yes, save the, the fundraiser. To save yes. Or the Christmas market. Fundraiser should be on here. Christmas market is on here too. That's Which some, one? What do you think? Plan holiday event or Christmas market? All right, market? plan holiday event. Okay. Yeah. What if this holiday event doesn't make enough money to save the Christmas tree farm? We're just going to have to try. Um, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but it was a good try. <laughs> so the reason, and, and the only reason I'm kind of going through this, and you know what? This is going to be relatable. Other yeah. people are going through a similar struggle. They're going, I don't know. It's so tricky. And it is tricky. So <laughs> if you didn't, if you might not make enough money and it might close then it, you're right it might not work so we could say something like this might not work and i'm feeling anxious about the idea that it might not work yeah i'm not gonna know if it'll work whether i but i'm do gonna it or not. sit with that anxiety uh-huh or i'm it. gonna live in it i don't even need to just sit in it i'm just gonna do my thing gonna have that christmas event gotcha yeah exactly does that make sense yep but you were very close because okay. you're like, this might crash and burn. I'm going to do it. It's a little more like the white knuckling through it. It's like, oh, we'll hope for the best. <laughs> we'll see if we save the farm this time. Okay. Okay. There's always, um, there's, there's always a dead relative. Yes. <laughs> there's yes. always a dead relative. Like a dead father or a dead mother. It's kind of like Disney, except Disney is always the dead mother. But yeah. yes, yes, Disney. Okay. Always. Yes, I have main character lost a parent. So okay. <laughs> so yes. an intrusive thought about main character losing a parent. So if, if you're watching a movie and the main character loses a parent, and that might trigger a fear that you have about losing your parent... What is a non-engagement response that you can have if you start cycling and spiraling around the what if I were to lose a parent? What when? I think a non-engagement would be, I think, saying, you know what? My parents are going to die. They're going to die. And there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I but, don't know. but that also is trying to give certainty. It's happening. Bam. Well, everybody dies. Yes, everybody dies. But <laughs> what we're talking about is the distress about what if they're going to die. Right. And so well, instead of giving it certainty, yup, because if that doesn't take it away, what else could we do to not engage with it? Because that's a little bit engagey. It's engaging a little. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, call them up and say, I love you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just called. Say. I honestly yeah. don't know. Okay. I need your help. How would you be feeling if you were thinking about that? I'd feel scared and sad and all that. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling scared and sad about the idea of my parents dying. Mm hmm. 
and just living in that. And it could be just where I went. You could add what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. What's another one? I, I came up with that one. So I want you to come up with one. Um, another idea of a non-engagement response. It's hard about this for me is that I don't struggle with this because it's just not a compulsion, this particular thing. I don't want them to die, but it's not a compulsion. Right. But this is the perfect practice then for you because for our loved ones, when we're trying to not reassure them, we might say, because it's not troubling for us, this is going to happen or I don't worry about it. That is engaging with their OCD about it. And so, especially as parents, but even as partners, like how can we not engage? Because this is one thing for the for the uh, sufferer to be able to do for themselves, but also as family members, instead of giving reassuring responses, how could we, for example, affirm the difficulty? So you're thinking about your parents that they're going to die. Right. I mean, if I'm talking to someone who has this, I would say, you're talking to someone. The reality, the reality is, you know, we don't know when people are going to die, and that's it. It is. It is hard. It's hard. It's hard not knowing. Right. Yep. That it's hard not knowing. Yeah. yeah. Another thing you could do is you <clears throat> could even affirm the difficulty of it. So you could be like, "Yeah, that would suck if they died." Right. Right. It could be as simple as that. That yeah. would suck. Yeah. What if they died? Yeah. Okay. That, that would suck. It will suck when that happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. And just not having to solve it. Because OCD might go, but they really could. You don't have to argue with OCD. Yeah, they really could. That could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we crossed that one off. Are you close to a bingo yet? Kind of. Ooh. If I do these two. Don't look at it. No cheating. Okay. What else do you remember? Okay, I've got one. A town obsessed with Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're known for Christmas in this town. It's always <laughs> like, we're the Christmas town. All, we live and breathe Christmas all year, even when it's summer. Imagine, we're the Christmas town. Imagine You have to like Christmas. Imagine that boss in New York that's like, I've got an undercover assignment for the Christmas town. Exactly. <laughs> And it's the same plot every single time. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be good, but I don't see it on here. Okay. Aww. I know. Okay, well, there's always like a Christmas party. Yeah, Christmas party or a gala. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Is that on here? Yep. Oh, okay. So... So what's hard about Christmas parties or galas? What if you were attending? Oh, uh, okay. What if Someone's I don't know... Like, what if I don't sing. know? What if I don't know anybody there? And I have no one to go with or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And this is going to be awkward. And then people might be staring at me and be like, who's that guy? And did he even come in? Look, he's not even in an ugly sweater. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think the response might be, I may not know anybody there. And that might be awkward. Simple. But I like it. I like it. There we go. Yeah. That'd be awkward. It, It could suck. Okay. Something else. Um... Cooking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's always cooking of some kind, usually baking. Right. Meaningful moment of cooking or baking is yes. actually what I have. So, meaningful moment of cooking or baking. And so, if you see people on there and they're like laughing and making sugar cookies and booping each other on the nose with powdered sugar, and you go, I don't have that in my relationship. 
is there something wrong with us that we don't do so? We used to have fun. When did we laugh and smile like this, let alone uh-huh. cook together? What would be a non-engagement response you could give it? You know what? Uh, there may be something wrong with me, and maybe my relationship is messed up because we don't do that. Perfect. That was perfect. I dare say he's getting it. He's getting it. Did that feel a little easier? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about a Christmas tree? Yeah. Decorating a tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decorating a tree is on there. Okay. So decorating a tree. Look at this. How they're spending time together and they're not alone on Christmas. And they're, you know, having a great time and this sentimental. And I don't enjoy this when I do this with my family or my partner. Is it because... We don't have the chemistry to decorate Christmas trees together. Yeah. Um, Non-engagement response to that thought. Okay. Maybe my significant other and I are very boring and there's nothing good Christmassy in our relationship because we don't enjoy doing that. Let's scale it back a little bit. Maybe my significant other and I aren't good at Christmas because we don't like to do that. And? And. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I like how you had the uncertainty. Uh Uh, But what I was thinking of, and the only reason I (laughs) prompted the and, is so sometimes you can think about like, okay, maybe I'm trying to not feel distressed about the intrusive thought and I'm feeling anxious about it. And so now I'm like, well, maybe we just suck at Christmas. And now we can kind of feel kind of depressed about like, oh, right. And so one of the strategies that Dr. Levine talked about during her presentation, and I think is a really good point too, is if it does get to a place where maybe it does feel a little solemn and and resigned to this kind of depressed state like okay i'm not anxious about it but my life's pathetic now and 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 feeling that kind of temptation to go there one of the things we can do to help combat that is presenting both sides of the coin so maybe we do suck at christmas maybe that's just who we are we're the couple that sucks at christmas mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm so just it, and that puts a little bit of hope, like a ding, but it doesn't give any certainty or guarantee. Ooh, boy, you are, you. Bingo. Bingo. Let me see your bingo card. Bingo. Bingo. So he's got Christmas party, decorating a tree, free space, planning a holiday event, and the main character lost a parent. It, <laughs> it happens quite a bit. So. Yeah, so there we go. And so these are all different non-engagement responses. The more we did it, the more it made sense, right? Oh, absolutely. So this is a way that you can have fun practicing it, but also by proxy of practicing it, it's going to be easier to populate these non-engagement responses. And that's the goal, because then when we have some of these mental compulsions that we get stuck in, and we feel distressed and we're like, but I can't shut off my brain. Then we can say something like, I'm feeling anxious about the idea that I can't shut off my brain. That I can't stop thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, awesome. And that can be really helpful. Well, Patrick, this has been fantastic. As we end, 
I have kind of like a Mad Lib Christmas song little like ERP edition All right. that I would like to play if you're if you're willing. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask for the certain kind of words that we need. I want you to kind of help think of these things and, and then we'll see what the outcome is. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So the first thing I need from you is an adjective. Bloody. Ooh. Again, he understood the assignment. A noun. Wound. A lot of harm themes. I gotcha. Plural noun. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, losers. Uh, verb. Hide. Yep, that's a verb. Uh, how about a verb ending in ing? Compulsing. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> it's very on brand. A noun that describes an event. A noun that is an event, I guess, is a better way to say yeah. it. A noun that is an event. Ugly sweater party. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've never been to an ugly sweater party as much as we've talked about this. Cause it used I don't to, think I have either. It used to just be the thing that there were these ugly sweaters and then you'd like maybe wear your mom's ugly sweater to a party and then it became like the in thing to wear ugly sweaters. And now you can go to like... Sometimes even higher end retailers and they've got an ugly sweater. And I'm like, we don't need to try to make these ugly sweaters. No. Oh, okay. Noun. Clutter. Verb. Cry. All right. It's, that's on brand for a recent episode I just had. I'm enjoying that. Adjective. Poisonous. Okay. <laughs> and one more adjective. This is your last one. Evil. Oh, no, it's not the last one. It's almost the last one. Evil. Okay. Proper plural noun. What's that? What does it mean by proper? So, like, if it was, like, the Great Lakes, you know, the Great Lake, like Lake Erie... We might refer to all of the Great Lakes or the Seven Wonders of the World or whatever. That would be like where it's a proper thing, capitalized, but it's plural. There's multiple, whether it's every year or whatever. Okay. Um, Or if you're like, I'm going to the pancake breakfast every year. It's like mm -hmm. the pancake breakfasts. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's an event kind of thing, but... Okay, okay, hold on. Homecoming games. All right, how about public bathrooms? Is there a... The? Is there a place called the the public bathroom? Oh, I see. Uh, um, How about, like... Okay, 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 hold on. I got it. Um, This is hard. It should... The oceans? The oceans, sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, adjective. I thought that was the last one. This is the last one. Ineffective. (laughs) All right. Is this a song to sing? 
This is a song to sing that I'll, I'll walk is us... Is it known... Is it a known tune? Yeah, although I guess I should have done one for the title. Huh. That's okay. Is it a known tune? It is, right? It is. Do you want me to sing? Do you want to sing? Sure. You've had a change of tune. Uh-huh. So here is, here's the outcome. Are you ready? Our Christmas song would go a little something like this. All right, I'm ready. I'm... Dreaming of a bloody Christmas Just like the ones I used to know (laughs) (laughs) Where the wound glistens And losers listen to hide sleigh bells in the snow (laughs) You want to try it? Sure. I'm compulsing of a wide, ugly sweater party. With every Christmas clutter, I cry. May your days be poisonous and evil. (laughs) And may all your oceans be ineffective. (laughs) What? That last line was the only one that didn't work. It's global warming, Patrick. Yes. (laughs) Ineffective oceans. (laughs) That's funny. I like it. Yes, that's good. I really like with every Christmas clutter I cry, which is actually true. I know. <laughs> I know. And, For a lot of people, too. And I like it because we just did the hoarding episode. That when you did uh-huh. that, I was like, mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Good I, job. You too. Yeah. Good job with the Christmas Carol. This is this from the man that was like, I would not sing at the office party. Tag me tripping over things. But yeah. sing for all of you. Thank you, sir. Thank I you. I sang for you, dear. You, you embraced the distress. I did. And we had fun in the end. Yes, we did. I love it. Thank you for that. So, my challenge to you today as we sign off is that you can try some of these holiday games personalize them to what's going on in your life if you're not the ocd sufferer or the ocd related disorder sufferer that's okay this is a great opportunity to practice non-engagement responses that can affirm and validate the struggle being real for our loved ones without reassuring them and so i think this is a great practice whether you yourself are dealing with the intrusive thought loops or whether you are the ride or die supporter on the side going okay gonna try and not reassure this but here Mm -hmm. we go yeah so i think this would be great and i will still have an episode post this friday this is your bonus holiday episode though feel free to play with it a little bit i thought you know what who doesn't like a little bonus episode so we can kick your holiday season off right so Hope you enjoy this OCD family, because you know what? Who doesn't like to have a little game time with the fam? And I appreciate you, Patrick, coming in. My ride or die. That's right. Yeah. And now we're going to go binge watch some Netflix. Probably not a Christmas movie, though. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But to all of you out there, thank you for all you're doing for supporting your loved ones. And I wish you a very merry, hopefully not too bloody but I guess we can't know for sure, holiday season. And until next time.
Well, until Friday, just a few days away. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me and our OCD family community. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like and subscribe to the OCD Family Podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Did you find this content helpful? Please consider leaving a review. The more people that know they're not alone, the better. For more information regarding today's podcast, please visit ocdfamilypodcast.com and remember to join the email list while you're there. It will provide you with the most up-to-date information, resources, and the download on the family chatter. Oh yeah, nothing says family like OCD under your holiday tree. That's right, I went there. And you can too at ocdfamilypodcast.com.